0: Thank you for joining us. Remember, you can watch our services live and view our archive at stevenscreekchurch.com, the Stevens Creek app, or on our Roku channel. And if our ministries have touched your life, we'd love to hear about it. Send us an email to mystory@stevenscreekchurch.com. We hope today's message encourages and inspires you. Enjoy the message.
1: Hello, I'm Marty Baker and I'd like to welcome you to Stevens Creek Church online. So let me ask you a question. Has God ever asked you or prompted you to do something that seemed impossible? I mean, have you ever hidden from a task that maybe it was right in front of you, or maybe you made excuses uh, to get out of something just because you felt inadequate? I think we have all been there. We have all struggled with fear and faith. Now, over the last two months, we have been sheltered in place fighting this invisible enemy called COVID-19. Now, when this pandemic moved into our area, people in my neighborhood, people in my neighborhood put signs in their yard saying, Faith over fear. In fact, you can see this all over our community. You know, when you watch the news as much as I do, it's easy to allow fear to overwhelm you. And today, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to choose faith over fear. Well, if you've been at Stevens Creek anytime, time, you know that I like to start with something funny. So here goes. Did you hear about the little girl that was struggling with her faith? And where she came from, she went to her mother and asked, she said, how did the human race get started? Then the mother told her about how God created the Adam and Eve and put them in the garden. And then she went to her dad and said, how did we get here? And her dad said, well, we evolved from monkeys. She was so confused. So she went back to her mom and said, now, why did dad have a different story? And mom said, Well, I told you about my side of the family, and your daddy told you about his. (laughs) I'm so glad you're watching Church Online today. As of last week, we know that the governor has allowed churches to have public services. Now I support him, and I appreciate his leadership. However, we're just not ready to open yet, but trust me, we're getting very close. We're cautious, and we're moving slowly and thoughtfully. And we are working steadily to provide you with the safest and the best worship experience possible. So in the meantime, the Bible tells us to pray, to pray for those in authority over us. I wonder if the Bible were written today, I wonder if the Apostle Paul would say, pray for those in authority, pray especially before you post on social media. Now, pray before you post. Now that's a good word. Now speaking of posting, if this service is meaningful to you, I want you to take a moment and I want you to share it with your friends. Next, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go to the Stevens Creek Church YouTube channel and I want you to click the button to subscribe. This is a simple way that that you can stay connected and when you subscribe to our channel on YouTube, it will help broaden our church's reach. So let's get started. Has God ever asked you to do something that seemed impossible? That's what happened to two young guys in the Old Testament named Joshua and Caleb. Their story is told in the Bible in the book of Numbers chapter 13. Now in this point in the Bible, Moses had led the nation of Israel to freedom. They were delivered from Pharaoh and the Egyptians, and they had crossed the Red Sea. They were headed to the Promised Land. By this time, they had been traveling for about two years, and they had arrived at a place called Kadesh. At Kadesh, they were getting ready to cross the Jordan and go into the Promised Land. Their lives were about to change. Now, this story is not only their story, but I believe that this story is your story and it's my story. For all of us have been through the wilderness. We've been in a dry and difficult place before. We've been in a place where we wonder if things will ever change. Now your wilderness may be a job loss. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's depression or some sort of sickness. Some of you are are suffering from a setback. Or maybe a breakup that you never dreamed possible. You are in the wilderness. In Numbers chapter 13, the Israelites were at the edge of the wilderness. They could see the promised land, they could see their breakthrough was just right ahead of them. And they were getting to ready to cross over into the land that was promised to them 400 years earlier. Now when they got to the edge of the water, Moses gathered the leaders together and said, Now before we go in, I want to send in a spy team. I'm going to pick twelve guys to go in and scope out the land. These twelve guys are on a fact-finding mission. And so they go out to spy out the land. And they were there for forty days and after forty days they came back and they gave this report. But the report was a mixed report. Two of the spies, Joshua and Caleb, say, Oh, it's incredible. The land is incredible. Let's go take it. We're ready. God has given us this promised land. There's victory on the other side. Yes, there's victory. You know, over the last 40 days, our nation has worked to flatten the curve of the spread of the coronavirus. We're fighting this invisible enemy. I believe that there is victory on the other side. I not you to hear that. I believe that there is victory on the other side. In your life, there is victory on the other side. In our community, there is victory on the other side. In our nation, there is victory on the other side. What the enemy meant for evil I believe that God is going to turn it around and bring something good out of it. And Joshua and Caleb, they came back in faith. They came back with a good report. They said, yes, we certainly can do this. But the other ten guys, the other ten spies, had a different report. They came back and said, yeah, it's a great place, yes, but we can't do this. And then they listed a whole host of problems on why they couldn't go in. It was like these 10 guys wanted to stay in the wilderness. These 10 guys were not looking uh, with the eyes of faith, all they could see was fear. Many of you are watching today and you know the Bible. In Scripture, have you ever heard of a man named Sethor? Or how about a man named Gotti? How about a man named Shaphat? you probably never heard of these guys. You know why? They were three of the ten spies. They were some of the ones that never made it into the promised land. Here's the point. Nobody remembers the negative guys. Nobody remembers the critics who say, oh, it can't be done. The only people who get remembered are the guys who said, we can do this, let's go in the Lord's name. You see, Joshua and Caleb saw with the eyes of faith. The other ten spies, they saw with the eyes of fear. And their lack of faith kept them out of the promised land. And the same is true for you. The same is true for you. When we allow fear to control us, it will keep us out of the promised land. I don't want that to happen in your life. I don't want you to allow fear to keep you from becoming the person that God wants you to be. God has a plan for your life, but you have to step out in faith. You have to trust him. You have to trust him with your whole life. Now, those ten spies were afraid and when through that fear they came back and they they shared a negative report. And that negative report, that negative fear started to spread throughout uh, the camp. You know there are three things that happen when we look at things with the eyes of fear. First of all, we exaggerate our difficulties. You can fill in the blank right there. We exaggerate our difficulties. God has just delivered them from Egypt, the most powerful nation in the world, and yet now they're worried about this smaller local tribe. I mean, just think about this. They have just defeated Pharaoh, and yet now they're worried about a lesser enemy. How quickly we forget. You know, when you look at your, your problems with the eyes of fear, it seems like your problems just get bigger and bigger and bigger. The more you look at your problem, the more exaggerated it gets. Look at Numbers chapter chapter 13, verse 27. They gave Moses this account said, We went into the land to which you sent us, And it does flow with with milk and honey. Here's the fruit. They actually brought the fruit and showed him. But the people who live there are powerful. And the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw the descendants of Anak there. Later on, they say, these guys, these guys will crush us. The Hebrew word there actually means uh, these guys will devour us. They were saying they'll eat us alive, they're like cannibals, they're like bullies, they're tyrants. They exaggerated this problem. You know, so many times when you are faced with problems and the problem gets bigger and bigger and bigger, you start to believe that you can't overcome your problem. And when you feel like you can't overcome the problem, here's what happens. You just start to complain about it. And that's exactly what they did. They started to complain about it. The second thing fear causes us to do is we underestimate our own abilities. We underestimate our own abilities. In Numbers 33 and verse 13, they said, Oh, we seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we looked the same to them. They're saying, we can't do this. We are weak. We are inferior. We are intimidated. We are afraid. They forgot all the miracles that God had done to to get them to this place. They looked at themselves as powerless. Now, we often do the same. We focus on what we can't do instead of what we can do. And that leads us into a place of discouragement. Numbers 14. It says that night all the members of the community raised their voices and they wept aloud. I mean this negative report from the ten spies spread like wildfire through the rest of the camp and before long some two million people were intimidated and afraid. Nobody uh, paid any attention to Joshua and Caleb. Nobody paid any attention to the two men that had faith. We're talking about how fear affects us. Here's the, the final thing that fear will do. We eventually, it'll cause us to give up and we blame God. In Numbers chapter 14 and verse 3, it says, Why is the Lord bringing us into this land only to let us fall by the sword? I mean, our wives and our children will be taken as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? The children of Israel listened to this negative report. And as a result of listening to this negative report, an entire generation missed what God had for them. If we join in with the negative crowds around us, I believe we'll miss our promised land. Now, let me contrast that with what the Bible is uh, saying to us about faith. What happens when we see things with the eyes of faith? There's three things. First of all, I believe that faith shrinks my problems. The first thing that I do when I begin to see with the eyes of faith is that I began to open my heart to the Lord. And I began to see what God is doing inside of me and what God is doing around me. And I start to look at things, my problems, my situation, not from my viewpoint, but I'll start to look from God's viewpoint. Faith has a way that shrinks the problem. As a way of changing your perspective. I love the words of Genesis 18 and verse 14. It says, Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Now the answer is obviously no. We see this in, in Luke chapter 1 and verse 37. It says, For nothing is impossible with God. Nothing's impossible. Faith shrinks my problem. Here's the second thing. Faith opens the door for a miracle. Faith opens the door for a miracle. You see, faith can move mountains. And if you study the Bible and if you study history, you will find that every time God moves on the earth and does a miracle, it is because somebody believed. Faith opens the door for miracles. I love the words of of Mark, chapter 11 and verses 22 and following. He said, have faith in God, Jesus answered. Have faith. I'm saying that to you. Put your faith in God. Verse 24, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe. Believe that you received it and it will be yours. God is a miracle-working God, and every time you stretch your faith, God does miracles. Every single time. So let me ask you a question. What's the problem in your life? What is that thing that you are struggling with? What is that barrier that is keeping you back? What is that mountain that's in your life that you're saying, oh, it's never going to change. It's never going to happen. And it is as if you've already decided that. It is never going to change. It is just too big. Let me tell you this, that God is in the mountain-moving business. Put your faith in Him. Here's the third thing. I believe that faith moves God to act on my behalf and on your behalf, and he gives me power to hold on. Faith moves God to act on your behalf, and he gives you power to hold on. In Matthew chapter 9 and verse 29, it says, according to your faith, it will be done unto you. According to your faith. God is saying that you get to choose how much He blesses your life. If you expect God to do just a little bit in your life, that's what He's going to do. But if you expect God to do a lot, He's going to do a lot. According to your faith, according to your faith, God gives you power. He gives you strength. He gives you power to hold on. Why is that important? Here's why it's important. Because faith does not always take you out of the problem. But faith takes you through the problem. Faith doesn't always take away the pain. Hear me. But faith gives you the ability to handle the pain. Faith doesn't make life heaven on earth. The world is never going to be heaven on earth. Things are never going to go perfectly on this planet. You'll always have pain, and you'll always have suffering in your life. Faith gives you that ability to handle it. God didn't take you out of the storm. He just calms you in the storm. You say, well, Pastor Marty, I I hear what you're saying, but this virus, this virus has me afraid. I'm worried about my health. I'm worried about my finances. I'm stressed out over my children. And I would say to you, don't allow fear to overwhelm you. Today, we're going to choose faith. Today, we're going to choose faith. We're going to choose faith over fear. We're going to declare that no weapon formed against you will prosper. We're going to declare that God has you in the palm of his hand, that he is going to protect you, and he is going to see you through, and God is going to turn it around for your good. So start looking for the good. You remember the the familiar words of Psalm chapter 23? It says, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. It seems like people in our culture have forgotten that. It seems like people in our culture will work overtime to try to convince you that the problem is too big. You'll never get out of debt. That child of yours, never going to turn around. This virus, oh, it's never going to end. And they bring these negative thoughts to try to convince us otherwise. And there's a battle going on in your mind. I want you to choose faith over fear. What's interesting is that Joshua and Caleb saw the same giants as the other ten spies. They saw the same problem, the same opposition. But instead of thinking defeated thoughts, they chose faith over fear. Now you've got to understand, Joshua and Caleb weren't any bigger than the other spies. They didn't have more training, more experience, they didn't have more weapons. The only thing that was different was their faith. They chose to believe. The other ten spies didn't. If we're not careful, we will allow fear to overwhelm our faith. We will talk ourselves out of what God wants to do in our lives. We'll say, oh, I can't beat this illness. I can't accomplish my dreams if I'm isolated. I can't go to work. And if I can't go to work, it's going to ruin my business. Now some of you are having these thoughts, oh I need to go to work, but I'm afraid of what people will say. I'm afraid that I'll be shamed on social media. Look, I don't want you to live in fear. I realize that this crisis that we're facing may be a surprise to most of us, but it was not a surprise to God. You wouldn't be facing it if you couldn't handle it. Like the Israelites, God has already promised you the victory. The scripture says in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14, but I thank God, I thank God, that who always leads us in victory because of Christ... He always leads us in victory because of Christ. Not some of the times, not most of the times, but all of the time. It may be tough now, but keep the right perspective. I believe that that victory is in your future. I believe that healing is in your future. I believe that freedom is coming your way. Yes, the giants may be big, but our God is bigger. The virus may be powerful, but our God is all-powerful. I am asking you to be a Joshua. I am asking you to be a Caleb. I'm asking you to choose faith over fear. Don't look at how big the problem is. Look at how big your God is. I mean, He parted the Red Sea. He closed the mouth of lions. He brought the dead back to life. God did not bring you this far to see you go under. I challenge you today to put your faith in God. Because when you believe, all things are possible. And I want you to stand there confidently. I want you to stand confidently in God's Word. And listen to the words of Isaiah when he says, When the enemy comes in like a a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. You're not fighting this battle on your own. God is with you. And I believe He is pushing back. The forces of darkness. I believe that he is working behind the scenes. I believe that he is moving the wrong people out of the way and setting you up for a better tomorrow. I think it's significant that the 10 spies who were negative were negative and two were positive. It's about the same today. It seems like 80% of the people around us are negative and 20% are positive. Eighty percent want to focus on how big the problem is. Eighty percent want you living in fear and trying to convince you that it's going to be worse than you could ever imagine. Listen to the news tomorrow, Uh, listen, listen to the news tomorrow. Here's what you're going to hear on the news tomorrow. The virus is bad, people are dying, the economy is tanking, people are mean, and our leaders are bad. That's what the news is gonna say tomorrow. And if you keep dwelling on the negative news, then you're going to end up afraid, worried, panicked, thinking that you're not going to make it. And when you think like that, fear wins. And if you're gonna choose faith over fear, let me say this, you're gonna go against the 80%. You're gonna have to go against the grain. But God is speaking to you today to rise up. God is looking for some Joshua's. He's looking for some Caleb's. He was looking for people who will stand out, people who will have faith even when it seems impossible. God is looking for people who will choose faith over fear. Joshua and Caleb came back from spying out the land and they said, we can certainly do this. And that's what I'm saying to you today. You can do this. You can do this. I want you to align yourself with God's Word. I want you to focus on what He says about you. Not what you feel, not what the experts say, not what the economy says, but focus on what the Most High God has spoken over you. In the Bible we see this question, whose report are you going to believe? Are you going to be like the ten spies and believe the negative report? Telling you that you can't, what you can't do, how, t- how it's too tough, we'll never make it? Are you going to choose faith over fear and believe like J- Joshua and Caleb declaring, yes, we can do this. You can do it. I believe that in God's power and God's strength that you and I can overcome any obstacle that comes our way. And this has been a tough season, and we are not out of the woods yet. And there is a temptation for us to get discouraged. There's a temptation for us to get depressed. There's a temptation for us to uh, just to to, uh, shelter in place to the point where we're all alone. Look, we need each other. And we need the Lord. We need God to move in our lives. And I want to just encourage you to open up your heart and say, God, help me. To say that. Sometimes it is the simple two-word prayers that make all of the difference. There have been times where I've been so burdened and so fearful and concerned that all I can say is, God, I need you. God, help me. Guide me. Maybe you need to pray, God, heal me. God, forgive me. When we pray those two words prayers, we are stepping out in faith. We are looking to God. We're looking to the one that has the power to to bring help, to bring healing, to bring forgiveness. I believe that God is here today, right where you are. If you're sitting in your living room, if you're watching on a laptop, if you're watching uh, on Roku, if you're listening to a podcast... God has you listening to this message. You may have been scrolling through Facebook and you just saw it and you clicked on it right here. God has you here at this particular time because He is speaking to you. He's calling you to faith. Will you step out? Will you believe Him? What is it going to take? What is it going to take? God has been working behind the scenes to get your attention. God has been working behind the scenes to encourage you to take that step of faith. And today, once again, he is speaking as clear um, as I know how. And I'm just saying to you, come home. Come to the Lord. Today is your day to give your life to Jesus. Today is the day to surrender this problem, surrender this difficulty. Today is the day to say, God, I need a power that is greater than myself. Today is your day. So let me ask you this question. What do you need from God? I wanna pray for you. And I believe that he is going to hear and answer prayers. And there are some of you that have never made a decision to follow Jesus. Today is your day to do that. You say, well, how does that happen? Just invite Him to be the leader and the Lord of your life. Just say, Jesus, come into my heart. Save me. I'm going to lead you in that prayer, and um, and I realize there are people that are going to be saved today, and there are going to be people who are rededicating their lives today. There are others, folks, that I'm going to be praying over that you feel this pressure and this intense worry and fear of your life. And I'm going to pray that the Spirit of God would touch you right where you are and that His power will bring you the comfort and bring you the strength to take that step. Are you ready? Let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for that couple that is sitting in that living room right now. I pray for them because they have been so worried and concerned about the days ahead. I pray, Father, that you would speak peace to them, that you would speak comfort, and that you would bring help. And Father, I pray for those that have never made a decision to follow Jesus. And if that's you, just say this prayer. Say, Jesus, I need you. Just say that. Jesus, I need you. I need you to forgive me of my sins. Say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I want you to pray this. Say, Jesus, make me into the kind of person that you would have me to be. I give you my life. I give you my past. I give you my present life, and I trust you with my future. Come, Lord, and save me. Now, Father, as they're praying those prayers, I ask that you do as only you can do. I also pray for the others watching. I pray, God, for those that are are covered in fear. And i say to you, in the name of Jesus, receive God's Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to come into your life right now. Say, Jesus, fill me with the Holy Spirit. Jesus, give me the strength and give me the power from on high. Say that I receive this power in Jesus' name. And just start thanking Him and praising Him for what He is doing in your life. And Father, give us peace and give us wisdom. In Jesus' name, we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today. But before you head out the door, it's always funny to me that um, so many times we start, to, we grab our, our, our Bibles and maybe the ladies grab their purses and they head out the door because they want to be the first one out the door to the parking lot. So just take a deep breath. I think nobody's trying to get your car or your space out of your parking lot. More than likely, it's still in your garage. So just breathe. Because we've got a special song I want you to hear in just a few minutes. But I want to encourage you uh, To be faithful in your giving you know it has been a challenging time uh, for so many of our members which means it's it's challenging um, for a lot of us our church family and we need to stick together in prayer and i want to encourage you to be a part of our our morning devotionals at 7am tomorrow morning just go to uh, our facebook page and you'll see a devotional at seven i want you to incorporate prayer in your life but I also want you to step out in faith and, and be faithful in your giving. You know, the Bible encourages us to trust the Lord with what he's given us. And so I want you to return the tithe and, and, and bring an offering and do so and honor him. To, to do that, you can just click on the link um, on this page or on our webpage, or You can mail it in. But I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your support. Uh, we are going to get through this and we're going to get through it strong because of God's grace and your generosity. Now, I asked Pastor Todd to, uh, to teach us a brand new song. And I really feel like that it fits. You know, over the last several weeks, Patty and I have been doing a couple of things regularly. We have been uh, reading Psalm 91 almost every day. And we just want that word over us. And then I've been listening to Madison Street Worship. And the song that Todd's going to teach us today is this. It says, I'm going to sing my way out of the valley. I'm going to shout my way up the mountains. I'm going to take hold of the truth of your promise. I'm going to praise. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to lift up praise because we understand that as we begin to praise and to honor him, that when we lift up his name, his presence becomes strong in us. And with his presence, we can overcome. So as we leave, remember this. You can get through this. You can do this. Just like Joshua and Caleb, they said, we certainly can do this. And that's what I am saying to you today. You can do this because you are going to choose faith over fear. God bless you today.
0: is fading. Walls of fear brick by brick will come down. Your light will shine lifting me out of the shadows. Tears demand